In a world where combat sports changes on a dime, two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Aljermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Peña has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Lafayette Law is so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, fightful Select Weekend or Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 73. Um, got a fun show for you tonight. We're going to definitely talk about some important topics. Uh, and also, Stephen, I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about football. We you know we're at midseason point. And um, if you would have told me about the at, at the beginning of the season, you and I both, yeah. you were going to be – Seven, six and one. Six that and where one. You're at now? Yeah, we yeah six we had and one. already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's why six and one, and we're six and two. Like we would have took that all day long. So I'm very happy with where we're at right now. And what's even more fun is we're heading towards a collision course in a couple yeah. of weeks. So um, overall, how are you feeling about your team? And and because in my opinion, the top four teams in the NFC are the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Vikings. I think those are the teams that are actual legit threats. Everything else is just kind of, you know, they're they're might be decent or good, but they're not at an elite level. So how are you feeling right now about your team? Well, I'm feeling really good with the addition of Hawkinson. Like, that's – see, these are the kind of moves where it's like – I've even said this. I've said this plenty. Um, actually, even just in the years that we've known each other, I said this a lot. I'm so desperate for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before I die that I'm completely fine with the idea of them completely selling out. Like if they never win another game for the rest of my lifetime, but I see a Super Bowl, like I'm okay with that. So if that means doing, I mean, like, cause I don't think we're like, you know, handicapping ourselves by getting Hawkinson. Like we didn't give up that much really in the grand scheme of things for him. Um, and we're in a situation where we need him because Irv Smith Jr. can't stay healthy and he isn't as good as we thought he was. I'm just going to be real about it. And yeah. um, Tyler Conklin, who I think is way better, and now he's playing for the Jets and playing pretty well. And um, and we have uh, Johnny Munt, who's our backup, who's actually pretty decent. Like, I'd rather have him on the field, honestly, than Irv Smith right now. So, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, obviously I'm feeling pretty good with, uh, with them being six and one. A lot of one-score games, close games and stuff. But once again, I've said it over and over, like, these were the games that last season we were losing. Like, this is it, – it, it means something to me to, like, to see them pulling through. Kevin O'Connell seems like a great head coach. Like, the, the teams – they have buy-in. Everyone's playing hard as a team. Like, so I'm I'm thrilled with what I'm seeing out of the Minnesota Vikings. And Zedaria Smith and the guys in the defense, like they're stepping it up too. Like everything's, everyone's looking pretty damn good right now. Yeah. No, it's good. It's definitely good. Um, yep. For us, like I'm just, I'm just so thankful that we're in the position that we are when we lost Dak. Like yeah. if, when if you look back defense, and man, insane. <laughs> <laughs> when you look, when you look back and you see, um, like we we were able to beat Cincinnati, we were able to beat the Giants, we were able to beat the Rams with Cooper Rush. And so like with Dak, you know, and I was concerned because at the beginning of the season, like it looked rough, right? And then Dak hasn't looked the greatest at towards the end in the playoffs and things like that. So I'm like, is is it is he like he just not gonna play like Dak anymore? Is he gonna just be much more conservative, no longer running the ball, not taking any real shots, just kind of, you know, dinking and dunking and playing it safe? And man, that that Bears game, he went off and he looked great. And I was just like, okay, let's go. Like that's the Dak that I need. Dak ran 
Dak, Dak ran in touchdowns. Dak ran uh, – he did a quarterback sneak for one yard, and he went 25 yards on running, and I was just like, yes, like that's, that's what I need to see. And then our defense is just – I mean, we get like four or five sacks a game. We get turnovers usually every game. Dude, that Michael Parsons up... one where, where where motherfucker. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cuss. I, we try not to cuss yeah. on the show. I apologize. But the, how he did not hit him and jumped over yeah. him is insane. He just, he just jumped right over him and didn't even touch him. And then Micah took it to the house. So, <laughs> and that's Micah's first touchdown. So hey, you know, it was just uh, it was a it was a nice win. We won by twenty. Um, and you know, we gave up a lot of yardage on rushing and things and it it just didn't matter. Like we dominated that game. We scored four straight touchdowns, four straight drives. So I'm, I'm very happy with where we're at right now. Um, my biggest concern now is just Philly. I've looked at their schedule and I just don't see a lot of teams that can beat them. And it's, it's very like, we need them to at least lose once. So if we can beat them, then we have a chance to at least win the division. If they don't, then we're not going to win the division. Um, so it is what it is. Like we'll, we'll make the playoffs, but I, I want to, and, and some part of me too, is kind of like, I kind of like being under the radar though. Cause we've always been like, whenever we go, we're like the top 13 and three, number one seed, all this bull crap, or at least in like, you know, we get a, a buy and we're at home field advantage throughout and we lose the, the first game. So, like, I almost would rather just have, like, a wild card game, go to somebody's house, upset them, then go on and keep going, you know. So, um, I just we'll, – we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm very happy where we're at right now. And, like I said, the defense is great. If offense can just get it together like it was, uh, I'm, I'm feeling very good about our team. I uh, I have an idea for a bet for us for uh, the Vikings and Cowboys game. It's like it's nothing oh, big, but like it'd be no. I think it'd be, I think it'd be an easy one. Like then, and we would both kind of benefit. But um, I think that the winner, uh, or sorry, the loser should have to buy the winner. Like the night of the game, you got to go on ringside collectibles, and you have to buy the uh, the new uh, basic Cody Rhodes Mattel for. So like I have to buy it for you. <laughs> you have to buy it for me after that game. <laughs> we'll, we'll see or at least something of equal value yeah i want that i want that cody Rhodes mattel uh basic like i know i'm gonna see it in the stores but like i feel like i feel like i, I was slipping by not pre-ordering that like it actually looks pretty good so yeah i mean it's cody's yeah. first figure since coming back i gotta get it but yeah yeah or I something feel- yeah if you don't want that like yeah pick pick out something else that's like 15 20 bucks or whatever at all you know something like that we're basically betting like twenty dollars against each other on the game, something like that. Right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll tell you what, I want Aaron Rodgers' blood. I want yeah. to finish that man, and he he's a wounded dog right now. And for all the pain that he's put me through, I'm ready to take him out. And you know, it's just Mike McCarthy coming back to Lambeau. Like, I feel like we are gonna put it on, and we got two weeks to prepare. And I feel like he's going to try to run away from Micah Parsons and it is not going to go well at all for him. Like I, I'm ready to destroy that team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, I saw that uh, based on like the statistics and the projections and all the analytics and stuff, uh, by an Omos or Fluga, I kind of like that. Um, well, actually, no, I would, I would want to, well, I want an Omos shirt anyways. Um, <laughs> but Nice. Uh, but I saw that statistically, um, 
the top three most likely teams like to make to make the playoffs right now in the NFC are um uh it was the Cowboys, the Vikings, and now I'm blanking on the third team. Eagles, 49ers. The Eagles, the Eagles, I'm sorry. The Eagles. Yeah. And then the AFC it was like Bills are like like just like they're just gonna win. Bills, you know? Chiefs. Bills, it's, Chiefs, right. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. Like the end. Like there's just nothing that's better than that. Like that's what it will be. Yeah. Oh, and so <clears throat> this is probably a good time to talk about new uh partnership we have with the show. So I don't know. Right as like we get like some sort of bot in the chat. Uh I don't know if we can get rid of that. You see that thing in there? Actually, is that is that is that a real person? Is that like real Yeah, that's that's person. No, is that a real person? Oh, I'm sorry. I just thought like someone was like spamming something in the chat. Um, thank you for joining. Blue Chew. Okay. <laughs> so this is a real person. I'm sorry. I thought that I thought I was just seeing like spam in the you know how like uh like the bots will come into chats and just like spam a whole bunch of emotes, like you know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Real. It's real. all good. Okay. Anyways, so uh, we do have a new sponsor for the show. Um, it is somebody who has an eBay store and a Mercari store. And me and Doug are pretty pumped about it because obviously we're both big collectors of action figures. We we show our, our weekly purchases every week. And uh, this dude has a lot of stuff on his eBay store. So his name is Fike and... I would really appreciate it if y'all checked out his eBay store. His link is in the description of the video. So like right below here on uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, so yeah, please check that out. And if you're considering buying stuff for the holidays, I saw a ton of different stuff. I mean, I, I think they had thousands of items on there. Um, and I saw like DVDs and uh, I saw obviously a ton of action figures, Funko Pops, um video games like there's a ton of really cool stuff on there um and a lot of stuff in like really good condition still and i mean so i recommend uh, checking it out i'm definitely gonna be buying some stuff on there and i'm gonna show you all some of the stuff i buy in the coming weeks uh, around the holidays and stuff because i've already been <laughs> been uh, browsing his uh his site so i'm uh you know y'all know that i like to buy stuff i like to collect stuff and uh it's a uh, really we're, me and Doug are really uh, happy that VK is uh, jumping on as a sponsor of the show. So show them some love, and uh, we'll talk about them each week as they're uh, sponsoring the show for us. Yeah, absolutely, definitely appreciate it. Um, helps out the channel a lot. Helps us. Uh, it also helps it helps him promote his product. So it's uh, it's a nice relationship, and we are definitely appreciative of it. Um, and one thing that he wanted to know about, because I told him basically, like, look, every week, if you want us to ask us a question, you can ask away, and we'll make sure your question gets answered. Yep. And he seems like he's not a big fan of Marina Shafir, and he yeah. wants to know why she is on his TV screen. And so I guess we can answer that question. Um, my biggest thing is, is I think it does help that she's married to Roderick Strong. I think it does help that she has... UFC experience, uh, WWE experience. It's it's one of those things where it's like they can see the potential in her. It just hasn't been reached yet. So they keep giving her shots. Um, I think one of the weird random things that AEW does that I'm not the biggest fan of, though, is like you haven't seen these this person on Dynamite for a really long time or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, let's just have a random match, and here they are. Like, I would prefer to see more of a, 
consistent thing and then they like build their way up to that instead of just like let's just randomly throw them there because we don't have something for someone to do you know what i mean yeah and you know i'm with you as far as her not reaching her potential um the kind of the problem with that is i feel like she's been around for like a while now and still hasn't gotten very good so <laughs> i uh, i understand uh where fike's coming from with his question i think a lot of the fan base uh would probably agree and this isn't me being toxic or like being a hater or like i'm just you know just honestly i just you know i mean for see for her it would have been huge if she was like way better than she was when ronda was like way more relevant like you know, if they right. could have like potentially really done one of those big like horsewomen versus horsewomen matches i'm sure I, I would imagine one of the big reasons they didn't do it is because outside of ronda and like and at the time you know Shayna was getting very good as well but like outside of them it's like it was pretty clear you know that marina wasn't at the at that level and she she still isn't so um and her promos don't seem to be very over either you know like it just doesn't yeah um one thing I'll say, like, to me, the best way I ever saw her displayed was in Bloodsport. Like, she came out. Oh, yeah, out, that's a good call, yeah. She looked like a badass. She destroyed her opponent, and then she left. Like, I thought that that looked pretty legit. And then she went to AEW, and, like, that – she just basically was just almost just like a wrestler, and she's not the best at that. So, like, it's like you're hiding – you should be hiding some of the things that she's not the greatest at and then like displaying some things that she is really good at. So it just, I, I don't know. I just don't really think it fits. It doesn't really work. Um, but I think she looks much more legit as like an MMA fighter type badass because the beauty thing about pro wrestling is, is you can be a badass in pro wrestling and be a terrible fighter a lot of people don't need to know that she's a terrible fighter like you can come across and look like a badass so right. um you know which is why riddle says that he can beat up roman reigns like but like most people wouldn't believe that because they only see riddle as the wwe riddle and they see you know the tribal tree chief roman reigns but like riddle could beat the crap out of roman reigns like it's being honest yeah Oh, yeah. Riddle could take anybody in that entire company, like, including Brock Lesnar, probably. Ooh, um, let's calm down there. I don't know. Like, on it, I mean, I like, Riddle, Riddle's striking was way better than Brock's. Like, if Riddle I, I wasn't agree, cut, but, like, if, but size wise, could he avoid a takedown from Brock and be able to get back up? Listen, I'm, I'm not saying I would necessarily choose Riddle over Brock. I'm just saying Riddle, because, like, Riddle's a pretty big guy. Like, him at his size currently. If it was yeah, like if it was like a Brock having to cut down to like you know two seventy five against Riddle how he looks right now I think I mean Riddle I think because the, the one thing with Brock was always that once he gets hit his reaction to getting hit was like his big weakness I know that sounds very obvious to, but but y'all know what I mean like he would kind of turtle up he didn't he didn't respond to getting hit well at all and I and Riddle hit really really hard people don't realize like I'm sure you remember on the Ultimate Fighter when he was just like just sleeping people um yeah and he'd be like i live in my mom's house and, like she takes me to my job and stuff and yeah it's like knocking people out and i'm like wow this dude is crazy but i thought he was gonna be like a star just because of like his childlike type of way he looked at life you know what i mean so yeah 
it, it's wild to see how far he's come and how big of a star he's come and, and all this stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I remember Riddle clear as day from the ultimate fighter for sure. So, and listen, I, I like, I'm a Brock fan. Like I, I, I'm a, I, I love Brock in the UFC. Like I hope we get to see it again at some point before it's all said and done. Honestly, like I, um, my whole point with that is because it, it goes both ways, right? We don't have to go down the rabbit hole, but you don't have to be the best. I don't have to name any names, but you don't have to be the best UFC fighter of all time to you know come across as a badass in professional wrestling. We all know that. I don't have to name any names. Yeah. Speaking of that, so like Brock did his signing for Fitterman. And oh, nice. Like, That's right. He was signing like figures and everything. And people had him sign a Brock Lesnar Vikings jersey. Like, and I could just imagine, like, what he's thinking when they put that out on the table for him to sign. <laughs> but he didn't, like, like make a – wasn't a problem. He, like, he did it. You know. <laughs> he signed it. I mean, nice. he got paid, uh, right? So, so I don't think and he a, a number 69, but... number 69 Lesnar yeah. jersey? Yeah. Oh, dude. And, one of my and, biggest regrets ever was I saw one of those in a Minnesota mall while I was in Minnesota while he was on trying to make the team. They were selling them, and they were cheap because he wasn't going to make yeah. the team. And I right. didn't buy one, and I, I've always regretted it because now they're so expensive. Like to come across them, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I just can imagine like he's thinking to himself, like, why the hell does somebody want this, and why should I sign this? You know what I mean? But yeah. I bet he was one of those though that like don't talk to him, just put it in front of the table, let him sign, and move on. Like he he looked pretty pissed off while signing, but hey, he did it. So that's a whoever jumped on that it's gonna have some rare items didn't you say that uh that fitterman didn't didn't you say that he's getting rick flair already again yeah he is yeah um but didn't you say it's almost like water is wet rick flair will be there like did they the, they haven't announced like a like a, a date yet for that it's in january Fair. i know that um, um but it's gonna be it's gonna be in the freaking galleria which i absolutely hate like there's like an obscure place where it's like kind of out in the middle of nowhere um, when they normally do them. And this time they're going to do it in the Galleria, which is like a big ass mall in Houston. So I don't know how that's all going to work out, but I mean, I'm sure they just like rented a certain area and that's where it'll be. But didn't, didn't it's one of those things where you can get traction just with nobody even knowing about it. You know, you're walking around the gallery and you're like, I can meet, I can meet Ric Flair today. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> right. I'm going to go do that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, didn't you say that he doesn't he charge like it's like 75 for Ric Flair to sign his name and then it's like another 75 if he's going to write Nature Boy also or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the inscription is like seventy-five. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would like to get Ric Flair's. I feel like there's not going to be that many more opportunities to get Ric Flair's autograph. Um, yeah, like I said, he'll always be there, but we don't know how long he'll be here. So you know, right? Get, get it when you can. Yeah. So because the moment you know it's over, like that thing will quadruple in price. Oh, like, dude, it's my not even. Funny. This uh, that signed Scott Hall WCW Smash and Slam. Like when yeah. he passed away, that thing like literally like tripled in price. I saw like on eBay, um, which is obviously I'm not I'm not selling it. That's not the goal. Yeah, but I uh, I just I noticed that when I was like kind of fig hunting for some other stuff, I came across some of those. I was like, oh my god, this is way it's not way more than what it, I paid. 
it's not necessarily even that you want to sell. It's just the fact of like, if you decided that you ever wanted to buy something like that, now, you know, like it's triple quadruple the price where you might not be able to buy it. Right. You know? So it's like, just get it while you can. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Oh, by the way, y'all, if you send uh super chats, we'll make sure to read those. We'll talk about some wrestling here. Uh, we have, we got uh WWE crown jewel. I don't even know what the card is, but we'll go through it. Um, yep. We have, um, we, we got Logan. Sorry, you know, well, Logan Paul is a part of Crown Jewel. We're going to be talking about his brother, Jake Paul, defeating yeah. Anderson Silva in, in a legitimate boxing match. Unreal. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, we got a, we got a lot to talk about today. We got you know the elites coming back soon. That's pretty obvious. How are we going to bring them back? Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, GCW has a streaming deal now with Fight. Yep. Uh, that's way better. Kind of exactly what we've been asking for as fans, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I was at Battle Slam this past week, and Ace Austin showed up out of nowhere. So I bought his T-shirt. I was like, this guy wasn't even announced for the show. I'm buy his T-shirt. This is this is my weekly purchase, by the way. This is it. I'm wearing it. Um, nice. But uh, but yeah. So if you want to send any super chats, we'll make sure to answer your questions. Uh, we'll read out your statements and we will put them up on the screen. And if you want to send donations, you have a link down below. Um, and I'll, we'll treat it the same way. We can't put it on the screen, but we'll still read it out. And uh, I'll get the notification on my phone and everything. So where do you want to start on everything, dude? Uh, man, so I guess really the, the one that I want to talk about is the one we've been begging for for the longest time. And how, how did you feel when you saw that Elite commercial uh, and like the way that they're doing it and all that? it's definitely interesting because they're choosing like some of the biggest moments in the history of the company, especially like the foundation of the company. And they're like, yeah. like washing them from those images in the, in the videos, which is, it's just, it's interesting. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with it. We're going to obviously recklessly speculate about that here in just a moment, but um but it's good they're acknowledging, like clear, like clearly, if they weren't coming back, this uh, you know they wouldn't be airing this stuff if they weren't coming back soon. And also, I'll just throw this out there really quickly. Um, there was that whole thing about CM Punk and like his dog Larry, yeah, and, like in like his his teeth getting kicked in from the door and all this stuff. And I'll just say this: like it seems like a lot has come out about like that not being true, or at least that's kind of what how a lot of people are leaning the timing of that's yep. very suspect like he put that out like right when it was announced the elite was coming back and it's like now all yep. of a sudden there's these extra so i'm just throwing that out there we hadn't talked about that but that's a part of the story too um but yeah i uh i'm happy to see the elite back they're they're missed they're they're like the lifeblood of the company at the end of the day so it's weird not having them around and uh hopefully we can all just move on forward and you know how do you think they're yeah, going to so, everything? So here's my thing. When I first saw it, I was just happy to see that we're finally in motion here, that they're coming back, and the way that they showed the um, commercial. And what I liked, too, is at the end, it had AEW, and it took the E out first, and then it took out the AEW. So, like, it's, it's saying it's taking out the Elite. So here's my thing. And the way that it's kind of built, like – doesn't this seem like almost like they want revenge? I kind of, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but that would be intriguing. Like to me, 
if, if I could do this, you know, I have a good working relationship with New Japan. I want the Bullet Club. I want the Bullet Club logo. You use that garbage that you want in Japan, whatever you want to do with that. But like the Bullet Club in the United States is worth way more money. And I'm having the lights go out and I'm having Kenny, the Bucks, and Adam Page in the Bullet Club taking out Blackpool Combat Club or whatever. Um, and basically saying, you know, you can't get rid of us. We started this thing. This is our house. Like, type deal because I think that that makes way more sense for the story. And I think that it has, I think whenever they come back, they're just, it, it, it's, it's not, it can't just be an elephant in the room. It can't just be like, okay, we're back now. Give us the trios titles. Like we're going for the trios titles. Like I feel like it's gotta be more than that, especially the way that that trailer was like the way that that trailer was, is it was basically like stating that, um that like all that we've done for this place the winning the titles and everything you just tried to erase us like that's not okay you know what i mean so i'm curious to see how they're they're brought in i like that idea a lot because yeah i i I really I kind of like assume they kind of go back towards the trios titles, but it also, it is too much of like a, I don't know, especially because I mean, I had imagined we don't see CM Punk again is what it seems like. So like, I I don't think that they'll like address that nor do I think they really need to on like television, but like, I don't know, you know, the fan base, I mean, (laughs) at some point the fans are going to chant CM Punk at these guys or something. You know what I mean? Like it's going to like, it's, uh, totally, you know, totally. So, and, and then they're they're gonna they're gonna say something, dude. They are gonna say something. Like, I, I think the cooler things will prevail and all that stuff. But I mean, I just don't see them just totally ignoring the whole situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially with BTE. Like, if they if and when they bring back BTE, like they will surely at least joke like inside jokes about that stuff. Like they'll definitely have well, some then, or someone like like biting someone's arm or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, was interesting, and I I kind of thought of this as like this is like their Montreal Survivor Series '97 incident. This is, this is really kind of what this is for AEW, and like the Bucks and the Kenny go to Chicago. Like, I think that they're going to get booed out of the building. You know what I mean? And CM right. Punk chants and all that stuff. So it, I, I guess too, just like, does the whole CM Punk thing hurt the AEW market in Chicago? Don't know, don't care. But I'm just saying, like, just in general, <laughs> I, like, like, I don't, I, and not enough for it to, like, not enough that they'll stop going to Chicago. Yeah, but like that was like their go-to. Yeah, but what was their go-to like before this, CM Punk also? I totally agree, but I, but I I don't think that it's forgotten now. Like no, I mean, and 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 I also think that we're we're, I think there's legit CM Punk fans, diehard CM sure. Punk fans in Chicago, that are completely disappointed in him and like are upset what he did, and they like are not mad at AEW about what happened. 
You know what I mean? So I don't think we can just think like, oh, you know, like all the CM Punk Chicago fans are going to hate AEW now. Like, I'm not saying that. But I do think it's going to be one of those things. It's like, it's always going to be there. And it's not something that's just going to be like, like, I think 10 years from now, we're going to be like, you remember that all out pay-per-view scrum where CM Punk lost his mind? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's one of those things too, where if it was just Punk losing his mind and then he was back in a couple of months, like it, it's nothing, but it, it's going to be the, it's going to be the scrum that ended his career. Like that is what is going, that's what makes it go down as such a like, crazy moment in wrestling history is it was a full-on meltdown from a guy that basically ended his career yeah and so like i I I feel like i mean yeah but i just feel like documentaries will be made like people will be talking about this forever like it's one of those things and then like the fact that he is possibly lying about his dog getting hurt is the most ridiculous thing and it's like how much are you trying to get the public to side with you and this is only coming from nick houseman by the way like he's the only one that's been able to report this and i don't know the connection that he has with like punk's people because the interesting thing was, is Punk was the one that directly went after him at the scrum. Yeah, like that's what he's the, all he was that. looking yeah. for him. So now all of a sudden he has late breaking news about CM Punk. Like, like I don't, I don't know. And I mean, and if Punk didn't have such a bad reputation, and in my opinion, if the Elite didn't have such a good reputation. It'd be a much more believable story, right? You came in, you kicked the door down, you you ended up hitting the dog in the face. Punk lost his mind because he saw his dog get hurt. They got in a fight. Here we are, right? But, like, you know, it's not Andrade. It's not somebody that, like, just looking for a fight that went in there. Like, you know, like I said, the Young Bucks went and got the freaking legal assistant and Kenny Omega and decided to go into his locker. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And then all of a sudden, new information in seven weeks when CM Punk was made to be the villain. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, there's more. Like, oh, okay. Well, why did you say that in the first place? You know what I mean? Because the elite's like being announced to return right now. Because now now you're going to say this. Right. Like, Everything to this dude is just like politics, man. Like he, he is everything that he hated about the business. Like that is who he is now. And so I just find him so hypocritical and the whole blue collar thing. I think he's, I think punk is one of the biggest snobs in pro wrestling history. Like, I think he thinks he's better than like, I think he thinks he's MJF, but like blue collar, it makes no sense. But, like, that's the way that he treats people. Like, if you go up to approach Punk in, like, a hockey game or something, he's not welcoming you with open arms. I'm telling you that right now. And it's like he just – the fact that he had the whole red carpet rolled out for him and, like, this is what you got from that guy? And then it really starting to add up to – it's really starting to add up to the, like – 
how in the world could he function in the WWE? Like, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense at this point. Like, business-wise, absolutely it makes sense, right? Absolutely. In the short term, probably. No, for sure. Like, but I don't think he can handle it at all. Like, I don't think he can get along with Triple H. I don't think he can get along with Shawn Michaels. I don't think he can get along with Road Dog. I don't think he can get along with Roman Reigns. I don't think he can get along with, like, anybody in that place. Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and, like, all these guys uh, yeah. he already has beefs with from forever ago. Right? Like, AJ Styles will walk by and be like, hey, punk, I don't like your abortion T-shirt. Well, AJ, you're a piece of – and then, bam, here we go. And they're off and fighting, and then Punk's got into another fight backstage. Like, that's just the way that it goes right now with that guy. So, I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's uh, – Listen, it's really I don't even have to say anything this episode, y'all. You guys accuse me of being the one who just can't get off the, uh, the jock of Phil Brooks – it isn't just me. I think a lot of people agree with me. I love the fact that, like, you don't really go hard on a lot of people. Like, you normally are very even kill, yeah. chill. Overly whatever. optimistic for most people. Overly yeah. optimistic. You're not like, you know, like, I mean, for God's sakes, you like Omos, right? But, like, oh, yeah. punk, you're, that guy to you is just like. It's fake. Man, he, uh, he just—he's uh. like he's, he's he's a fraud, dude. Like that's all it is. Like he's fraud. He's good at pro wrestling. He got—he's very good. He was very good at like getting people to care about him. Um, but now it's like just weak. Like I don't know how else to say it. Like it, I don't, you know, it just it just is what it is. Like I don't want to, I don't want to like go through like another week of like just. You know, people know how I feel about him, you know? And there's people who, like, literally, like, message me, and they're like, you would never say this to his face. Like, you would yes, never fight. You would way, never fight. I saw that fight. on YouTube, and I laughed because I'm like, I truly believe that you would go right up to his face and say this to him because you are not afraid of him. If, like, it actually – if you were ready to go there, right? Like, listen, yeah, I would you, never like, try right. to start a fight. I would never confront it. Like, I, I would never confront the guy. I would never go out of my way to, like, be rude to him or anything like that. Like, never. Um, but, but, like, like I'm not in, but, but I'm not intimidated by him. Like, 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 like any, like, literally pre pretty much like any other pro wrestler in the world. I mean, any other UFC fighter, absolutely, of course. But, like, even pro wrestling, like, I would never, I would never feel comfortable enough to even like you know but like CM Punk just isn't he is not an intimidating guy and, it, and he's just he's very he's just very very annoying he's very annoying he's, he whines and he he once again he was it's not like this guy was like held down by the system like he's been he's been the top of the mountain over and over again yeah. multiple companies and still it's never good enough for the guy Ring of yeah. Honor. I mean, I get Ring of Honor, right? Like, you want to go off and be a worldwide star in the WWE. I understand that, like, of course. But, like, you know, WWE, his exit from there, it was very similar. Like, yep. you know, like, he he bitched and he moaned, he complained, and he quit. He literally quit. And then the company actually made a lot of the changes he complained about. Like, they pushed Danielson, and they brought up – they really pushed the shield – and they, they did make, you know, a good amount. They hired a lot more indie talent. They really changed NXT and their whole developmental system. 
Like they really did make a lot of the changes and it still wasn't good enough for him to return. It wasn't even just that the dude would like shit on wrestling and wrestling fans for like years after he left. Yeah. People forget about that. Like he didn't want to talk about wrestling. He didn't want to be addressed as a professional wrestler. He, he didn't, but he also couldn't call him Phil because that would be disrespectful too. I heard him talk about that in interviews. If someone called him Phil, he would, he would get really angry about that. So it's like, you can't call him Phil, but like CM Punk, the wrestler, like he's not a wrestler anymore. So, like, who is this guy? Well, we see him punk the UFC fighter. Well, we see how that went. So, like, what is it? You know, like, he's, he had a great run in AEW on screen. I can't stress it enough. It was fantastic. I'll, I'll yeah. never take that away from him. And that's something that I think people don't understand about what I'm saying, too. I'll give him all the credit in the world as a pro wrestler for what he did on screen. But it's just not worth the headache. It feels like, you know, it's, it's similar. It'd be like, it's like back, back when the Minnesota Vikings in the nineties, Randy Moss, I play when I want to play. I don't care yeah. if I'm a bad teammate, like straight cash homie, but listen, yeah. I didn't care. Cause he was so good. It didn't, it, it didn't matter to me. It was so, but, but if Randy Moss was going back there and having fist fights with Dante Culpepper and Robert Smith and, you know, and, Chris Carter and these guys, then like, I'd be like, it's not worth it. Like, I don't care how good the guy is, you know? Yep. So, you know, I'm, and there's I'm a lot of people that can, and there's a lot of people that can completely replace him. Like he's, he is a short term ratings boost. That's, that's what he is. Like he, he didn't, the AEW's rating is didn't like skyrocket long-term because of CM Punk. They popped massively in certain areas for certain shows, which is, which is great. But if it's him or the or the elite, it's a no brainer. It's not even a. It's, think, not even a, it's not even a conversation. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. But I I do think though it's just it's it's just more of like the package deal. What that poster looks like, right? Like you go by and you look at that AEW poster, and you see CM Punk, you see Brian Danielson, you see Adam Cole, you see the Young Bucks, you see Omega, you see Sting, you see John Moxley, and so on and so on. Cesaro, Claudio, whatever, like Jericho. Yeah, I mean, you can keep going and going and going, but when you see that, like, that's power. That's like, oh, my God, what is this wrestling promotion? I have to check this out. So I don't necessarily think it was just punk. I just think it was the combination of all of it. Like, wow, look at this roster, you know? It was, it went it was great and like in the once again this one of the saddest things about this is we're both huge AEW fans. We both love CM Punk. Listen. CM Punk's feud with MJF, especially leading to the dog collar match, and the dog collar match itself is not only my one of my favorite things I've seen this year, it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen like in wrestling as a fan for like 30 years. I love that kind of yep. stuff. Like I will yep. I will praise CM Punk's work. Incredible stuff. But once again, it's it's the whole trade-off of like of it being worth the headache or not in just dealing with this guy who has this over and over track record of this. Um, well, and it's like, you know? it, this, this can't be the only incident. Like, I feel like that there's a lot of stuff that happened that we didn't know about, right? And it, even like Bobby Fish tried to hint at some stuff, like that he thought he kicked out of three, after three too soon or something that made him look bad. And like, there's things like that that I think have happened multiple times where it's definitely made things uncomfortable. Um, but But yeah, like, uh, just to, like th- what I can't get over is after revolution, 
after MJF and CM Punk and, and CM Punk coming out to his old ROH music. Yeah, awesome. And like Tony had just bought ROH. Like it felt like a moment, man. Like it was really special. And then not only that, like we talked about it, we had that realization of like, man, like I really think it's Punk's time now. Punk should be champion. Like <clears throat> where we were at there to what happens the night after double or nothing like from when he gets injured in LA to having to give up or having to acknowledge the crowd that he can no longer be the the champ and he's only the interim champ or but he is the champ but he's got to go away or whatever from that moment to like all the way to the scrum I mean night and day like Mm -hmm complete miserable angry guy trying to start fights but i'll say and i remember feeling this way that that promo where he came out in the red sleeveless shirt and jeans and called out hangman he had been gone for a while and then he was like laying on the ground and he talked he like him and moxley shot back and forth at each other and like, I was like, dude, that's the best I've seen of CM Punk in AEW. Like, that was the CM Punk that I know. And what I didn't understand is, like, that is CM Punk at an ultimate, like, so hard to deal with, rage-based CM Punk. But that's when he's his best. So what's scary about that guy is for him to reach peak performance, it has to be total chaos. And that is why Jericho calls him a cancer. That is why a lot of guys, a a lot of talent just refuse to work with him anymore. Like, I just think that it's a package deal with that guy. You're going to get the buzz. You're going to get some some spikes in in the ratings and pay-per-views and all that stuff. But, man, you are going to bring a lot of bad energy into that locker room. Yeah. And I think it's the kind of energy you don't really want in any, like, I think you'd have to be desperate for that kind of energy, to be honest. And I don't think there's any company that, I mean, there, I shouldn't say that. Like, Impact Wrestling would welcome him with open arms. Regardless, Bring regardless, on the bad yeah, mojo. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Like, regardless of what, I've seen some people in the chat, like, say the opposite. Like, y'all got it. you ought to keep it real. Like, if Impact or, like, New Japan or, like, you know, GCW or something, like, they could get CM Punk. Like, they absolutely would. Don't get me wrong. But, like, um, that's just not going to happen, like for a lot of reasons. So I think CM Punk is the perfect guy, though, if you really want to. Or like, you know how like Jericho worked with Omega for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, like that would be like say, hey, look, we've got I don't know how much, but five hundred thousand dollars for you to work three months, two dates. The rest of it you need to build from home or whatever on promos and things like that. Just come in and work two matches and and you can go on your way. Like, I think that's what's best for him if that's what he wants to do. But I just like anything long-term, I don't think it's going to work out at all. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm just glad that we're coming to an end with all this nonsense. It does kind of sound like people are surprised. Like it sounded like a steel was surprised. He was let go. So to me, it I'm just saying that's no, what no, 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 I'm not laughing. I'm just saying that's 
that's hilarious. Like, if that's true, you, like, you, my, 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 opinion, you hit Nick uh, Jackson in the face of the chair, whatever. Um, but, but I also think that that's an indication that he thought he was safe because he was affiliated with punk. And so the fact yeah. that like, they were all like, so if, if he's gone, then punk's gone in my opinion. And like Dave was saying, this whole thing is just sad. Like, he was sad writing the story because if you're really about business, you guys should be able to work this out. Like at the end of the day, you should be able to figure this thing out and be able to coexist. Well, especially because the end of that pay-per-view was MJF's return. And that was supposed to be huge with those two. And MJF probably yep. eventually getting the title from him. And AEW is finally going to be at full strength as a roster and everything. And yep. then Punk just... Like, we would have Punk and MJF coming close to having their match at full gear. The Elite would have been on TV defending the trios titles and also having an angle with Hangman Adam Page. Like, dramatically different and way better, in my opinion, storylines that are would be happening right now. So, yeah, it's frustrating. And not only that, like, we'd also have Jericho as the ROH champion trashing Ring of Honor. Like, there would just be so much good stuff that would be going on right now. And I feel like we're only just getting bits and pieces because they just have to make do with what they got, you know? So that's why I'm so glad the Elite's coming back because I'm tired of that missing link, that missing piece. And it's felt that way ever since the Forbidden Door, you know? And by the way, speaking of the Forbidden Door, what's crazy is that show... You know, we get to January, you know, that show's only like five months away, six months away. I think the main event could totally be Osprey and Kenny Omega. Yeah, I figured that's what you were going to say. Because the way that they've already set up the buildup and then they kind of had to like leave it alone. Like there's no way because it's not just something that you did on New Japan TV. It's something you did on AEW TV. So, man, that would... That would be incredible. You remember that? It might not even be the main event, but I, I think it should be. Like, I don't think they can come up with anything bigger than that. You, uh, you remember the movie? Of course, you remember the movie um, Little Big League? Of course. Um, remember that one kid who's, like, friends with Billy, who every time he gets a chance, he tells him he should have started Webman, a pitcher? Yep. That's your, like, your Webman is Omega versus Osprey. Like, that's like, I need that match to happen so I can move on to something else because that's like the creme de la creme. That there's like nothing more that I want in pro wrestling than that one. No, that match is going to rule. It's, it's going to happen. Like, it's, it's yeah. going to happen. And, um, and, and then, like, and another one that I really want, and this will make you proud, but like, I really want Cody and Roman and I want it for the first time at WrestleMania mm-hmm. for the belt. Like oh, yeah. no, no Cody nonsense. Wins. Cody wins. I mean, yeah. of course, like yeah. I'm not here to see Cody lose. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's uh, one I really want to. I'll probably get American nightmare tattoo. If he wins the title. <laughs> where, where are you going to put it on your neck? I, I have a tattoo. I'd like to cover on uh, my arm. So I'll, uh, I'll probably do it there. There you go. And then and then you'll get the tweet back. Do the work. <laughs> you know, like, Cody, I know you are promised. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so 
was there anything else um oh yeah i was gonna say forbidden door related uh because you mentioned yeah. Forbidden door um worth bringing up real quick i think this is really cool that um great muda is gonna wrestle shinsuke nakamura like you see that yeah it's, i did like it's like shinsuke is going to uh it's happening in uh in noah right is that what they're doing yep so yep. like so that's cool that like WWE is definitely you know obviously to some degree willing to play ball a little bit with some other companies which is very promising i think for a lot of reasons yeah to to me though it's like if they requested i don't know bobby lashley or something or drew mcintyre like i don't know if that that match happens i feel like the fact that it's shitsuke is just kind of like okay we can do that one but i don't know if they would do it on a grand scale of like a really big name that they have because i because people are like oh this is the opening now they'll do anything we could get you know whatever and i'm just like pump the brakes like I, I don't think that this is necessarily that i think it's more of a tribute and an appreciation to the great Muda for all he's done in the business. And if all he's asking for is a match with Shinsuke or whatever, like, I think that they're willing to do that. No, I agree. But I think it's, uh, I just think it's cool that they were, because I, because I do think that they're running an angle right now with Carl Anderson and new Japan. Like, I, I think that's a work. Yeah. I don't know. And, and I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan of these guys at all. So it, but yes, it is interesting. If they're actually working with new Japan too, that's, that's definitely something that'll get Tony really pissed by the way, but that's, that's definitely something where, okay. So they're working with Noah, new Japan, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And then I, I would hope that that wouldn't fracture AEW's relationship with new Japan either. That would be a concern. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's interesting because I mean, even on the Muda show, um, like like Muda like coming up, you got Muda versus Sting also from AEW. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Forbidden door. A lot of yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how how they they do that. If there's one thing that's like puzzling to you in AEW, like what what is something that you're just like, why I don't get why these guys aren't used or this or that or is there anything that really stands out to you? Mm. I've got one. I figured if you're asking me this question, you had something that you had in mind. I have to probably think about that. Um, you know, um, Eobard, who's been in the chat a lot, um, I might be saying the name wrong. I apologize, but very good point with that. I'll pull this up real quick. This is actually a pretty good one. Uh, top heel, AEW, Ethan Page, in my opinion. I don't know about necessarily like the top heel, but I think that he has a lot more to offer than what they've done with him. Absolutely. So would you say that one's one that's kind of puzzling since he signed with AEW that, like, 
it just hasn't really been much for him. He's been like the man of the year guy, and now he's like in the firm. Yeah, or I'd say maybe like another good one for me would be Darby. Like I think he should be higher. Right. Like, like he'd be, he should be like world title. Like he, like he should be as much of a threat as MJF to the title, or like in that ballpark. I feel like. Well, what's frustrating is we were at the point to where it was like MJF, but like not far behind was like Sammy, Darby, and Jungle Boy, right. and now it's just kind of like. MJF and like Sammy and then like Jungle Boy and then like Darby maybe a little but like that's it like so yeah I that's part but to me like dude there's been nobody hotter than FTR and like they're barely on TV they've barely been getting they they I don't think they've had an AEW title shot since winning all the belts Right, yeah, which is makes just makes no sense at all. Nothing. And then you put them in there where they are actually could get a title shot against the acclaim, which I totally get they're super over and all that stuff. But like how do they not get a title shot for the whole year when they were like like after FTR and the Briscoes, like they should have been shot to the moon. And every time they come out, they're super over. And it just it just doesn't make any sense. Like I I feel like that they should be used way more than what they are. I I mean I don't know <clears throat> I don't know when in twenty twenty three, but I'm almost positive their deals up at twenty twenty three with AEW. I saw that they posted pictures of themselves in like uh, NXT and stuff uh, fairly recently. It so, was more of like a reflection of their entire career. Right. So it was like right, NXT had, and then AEW and all the Ring things, of Honor and stuff. Ring of Honor stuff like but that. It, but it was kind of vague. Like we don't know like what's what the next. Holds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they keep saying too they don't think they're going to be around much longer. Not just in AEW, but just in wrestling in general. Like they're thirty eight, once thirty eight or thirty nine or whatever. Like so they don't know how much longer. So. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like if you got them, use them, you know, and especially your most over acts. Like, I know that you are happy with what's going on with the acclaim, not you, but just as business wise, AEW, Tony Khan, all that stuff. I like the acclaim. Like, I've been a fan of them the whole time. Sure. Right. I liked them when they were much more raw or whatever and not so gimmicky. But, anyways, I. I, I don't think there's a bigger match in AEW right now than the Acclaim versus FTR for the titles. Like, and it would be both fan bases would be feuding back and forth. Like, it would be one of those things where it would be like a 50-50 split crowd. And, I mean, at full gear, it makes all the sense in the world to do FTR versus the Acclaim. And I thought that, that FTR was going to win, but it's going to be Swerve in our glory again, which to me, it's just leads to them feuding eventually. So I think Swerve in our glory is going to lose and then feud, which I would rather just get done now, you know, and and have that at uh, full gear. But No, I'm with you. Um, I would have much rather seen them do, because they're, they're in this weird spot with FTR almost, it feels like, where... Like, it makes sense for this, like, to see them win the... Well, like, it's weird because, like, they have all these other belts, including the Ring of Honor belts. Yep. So, like, to see them losing ever is kind of strange. But then, you know, should they also win the AEW titles? I mean, honestly, on paper, probably. Like, it'd be cool to see somebody have, like, all those belts at once just for, like, history's sake. But the acclaimed is super over. 
and even you all can go back and uh find episodes that me and doug were doing back when the uh the acclaimed like max caster and stuff was like especially was really starting to like show up on AEW and people started talking about him a little bit and stuff and i was like i actually think there's potential here and a lot of people thought they were like john cena ripoffs and it was yep. it wasn't gonna get over i was like i actually think like if they stick with them i think they're gonna be pretty good um and not just to mention like there was a time where we didn't even know if max was gonna come back like, yeah he got, max got suspended yeah yeah and and they they brought him back and now it's like totally forgotten nobody even really mentions it but like there was a time where like i was fighting for max to come back because it was like not the same at all so um but I felt like they were just mainly the rap, like it was Max and that's it. What has gotten the team over is the scissors thing. Scissor yeah. me daddy ass and all this stuff. Like that is what has gotten that team over because really it was just Max and a partner for a while. And now it's like the entire team. Yeah. And it's just one of those pro wrestling things, man. Like once a catchphrase gets hot, and the guys are actually talented and the crowd grabs onto it. It's just one of those things that just, it just takes off. And that's what's happening with the acclaim right now. Like they get the biggest pop of the night. They're super over. Um, it, it's interesting. I mean, honestly too, like if the young bucks were still part of the thing, like I would like, especially heal young bucks to take out the acclaim off. Oh, and then yeah. they like, scissor each other like with the him and nick like oh the heel heat it'd be great like that's the type of stuff that i want is like oh you guys are having all this fun without us uh-uh we'll take out your best acts we'll take out all the all the fun you know take out orange cassidy take out dan Housen, take out like some of the goofy stuff and you know just be dark and black and white no more colors like you betrayed us you turned your back on us and we gave you this company you know what I mean? That's what I want to see. Well, they're like, yeah, where's Cody at? Let's go find Cody. Right. <laughs> or, or, you know, walk by Tony Khan and, you know, Tony like says you guys are fine or whatever. And they'll be like, don't make me call Cody Rhodes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh my walk God. off. Oh, like, I love oh my it. God. You know? Oh, I love that so much. What a great idea. Um, <laughs> Plus, I also think it would be good for Hangman because he's just kind of in limbo now. Shout out to Hangman, by the way. It sounds like he's been medically cleared. He's going to be okay. And I think it would be really cool with him to be back in the elite in a heel way. Like, no explanation. He doesn't really have to explain himself. Like, it, he tried to do his own thing. Clearly, it didn't work out in the end. And now he's back with the people that always had his back and cared about him. And, well, you know, like, you could, you could make it work. Yeah. I like it. But I'm not sure about the Bullet Club thing. I just like it because it was like it was the closest thing to the NWO outside of the NWO. It was its own little version. And I think if you put it on mainstream TV, I think it could get super over again. Like the music, the black and white, all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think if done right, it could be very good. I mean, hell, I'm still I'm wearing a Bullet Club shirt right now. You know, that's so what I'm saying. So, I so mean, I'm saying. Um, shout out to Ryan in the chat, by the way, to Turbo Chubbs. He, um, yeah, I meet up with him at the uh, Battle Slam shows. So, uh, okay, I watched, I cool. bought the shirt right there at the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so 
I don't know if there's any other AEW topics really. I know we got WWE and real uh, quick, who who should Chris Jericho face tomorrow? I don't know who he should face. They're being kind of vague about that too, because it's just saying a former ROH champion. It doesn't specify a world champion. I yeah, like I I I'll probably take yours. I honestly like the first one that came to mind for like the most realistic one that could create a little buzz that we haven't seen in AEW would be Davey Richards. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, I really and he's kind of wrestling everywhere right now too. Like it makes sense that he'd make a stop in AEW. Also, that's the one I really want. And it's just like he doesn't care about losing. He it, it it's more of like a legacy match for him. The fact that he just gets to be on mainstream TV and face Chris Jericho. It's a cool match. They're both very active wrestlers right now. Like it just makes a lot of sense. Um Man, I think a lot of people will be really happy with that match. Like, imagine you're just sitting at home, and then all of a sudden they post a graphic and it's Davey Richards and Chris Jericho tonight. Like, you're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. That's the one I want. But we'll see. We'll see what we get. I have a feeling it's going to be something not so exciting. It'll be all I'm right. Trying, I'm trying to think if there's, like, some, like – I can't remember. Is there like any more of a story? And as far as like, is anyone picking? No one's like picking the champion, right? Or the the person wrestling Jericho, right? It isn't something where it's like the someone from the Blackpool Combat Club gets to choose who it's going to be or something like that. So, so I feel like there could also be a swerve, and it's like, you know, I don't think Cheeseburger ever held the title in Ring of Honor. I don't know, but like maybe it's something like that, you know? Dude, if I that I'll be no, please no. Please not. Like, if it like, is, I want Jericho to win in like two minutes. I mean, immediate Judas, like, have a good night, on to the next. Yeah. It'd be cool if it was like Jeff Cobb or someone like that, who they have like the history with uh, Jericho, you know, bringing him on and like to help the inner circle for like that really short time towards the beginning. I saw his, yeah. I saw Jeff Cobb's AEW match. Well, actually, didn't he come, did he come back? He came back with Shingo, he, he, right? Yeah. He, he came. He debuted in, in in Austin where I was at. Like he came out with them, and then he wrestled in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. I saw him wrestle in Atlanta. But then didn't he come back yeah. again in the tag team? Was that not him? Maybe. Maybe. Like, didn't they? Didn't know. they? Didn't they do a? Wasn't it Shingo and someone else? Like for like they came in as a tag team really briefly. And who am I? Who am I? Uh, was it? Hit? It was him and Great Con, right? Oh, Great, Great Ocon. That's sorry, not Shingo. Great Ocon. That's I was getting. I just and and uh, yeah. FTR, right? I think yeah. it was. It was. It was. It was Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb. That's that's that was the. I just completely, for some reason, I was picturing uh, Shingo in my in my head for some reason. Um, I mean, if it's world champions, it could be Matt Taven, which I really don't like. It could be um, Jay Lee Adam Cole. Cole. He's cleared yeah that would be sweet christopher yeah. daniels is one i think could be kind of cool just for a one-off um you know <laughs> put him in there with low-key <laughs> yeah low-key dude hey they set up oh. that jerry lynn match i i don't see that happening but hey we'll see we'll uh, see i just kind of hope it's not eddie edwards even though the match would probably wind up being way better than i expect it's all eddie edwards is always really good which is really it's sad that i rag on him as much as i do i i, I like eddie edwards i just 
I'd rather see David Richards. And I, I hate that it's been like that, like his whole career. I just, I, every time I see Eddie Edwards, I'm always like, oh man, I wish I was watching Davey though. Well, luckily for like a year, it was always him versus Davey. So it was just like, right. you still got to see Davey, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I know. He's had good matches in, in Impact for years though. Like he, he, he does deserve credit for, it just kind of played out his kind of position towards the top of a, of Impact for so long, but he does deliver in, in big matches for them. I, I got to give him credit. Yeah, for sure. Did, um, I think that's, do you have that uh, Crown Jewel card pulled up? Yeah, I can pull it up. Do we have a, I think we had a Super Chat earlier, maybe. Yeah, Super we did. I want to read those here. real quick. I'll get the Crown Jewel Chris, Super Chat as always, thank you. He says, evening boys off topic. But has there been any word on how many pay-per-view buys UFC 278 DS versus Ferguson did? I can't, I can't find any reported numbers. From what I saw, it did 360,000 buys. So Whatever. not a huge number, but okay. You know, and the entire card weird, changed the night before. That's what I'm saying. It's a weird, weird deal. And I don't necessarily think that Diaz is the draw that people think he is if he's facing like people that they don't know. But like if you're going to put Diaz in there with another name, then I think it's a big, big fight. So that's why I think that might not done as well either. Because believe it or not, I mean, Shemayev is pretty well known. Like, he has a lot of followers. Like, he's, like, so people were expecting Diaz and Shemayev, and they got Diaz and Ferguson. Like, that's a fun fight. It moves the needle type thing, in my opinion, on, like, oh, this could be a fight of the night type deal. But it's not like uh, the test for Shemayev, the – Let's see if Nate can hang on and not let the UFC embarrassing embarrass him. Like the storylines that were set all went away that night and it just basically became a fun fight night type thing. And the storylines of actual the UFC trying to destroy Nate on the way out and all that stuff kind of went away. So I can see why maybe it didn't do as good on pay-per-view, basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you again for the super chat, as always. Maneeb, CM Punk lover. He loves CM Punk. Um, he says, Vince and Cole Cabana are Punk's biggest enemies. Um, yeah, I, I I would probably agree with that, although probably the elite is up there now, too. Like, I bet he's not a big fan of those guys. Yeah, and what's crazy is is he used to plug the young bucks. They used to talk to him. Like, that's the thing is like a lot of punks' friends don't stay as friends for whatever reason. I'm just saying. Yeah, remember uh, he got in a fight with Teddy Hart a long time ago. He used to get in fights with a lot of people. Kyle O'Reilly would be great for Jericho, but uh, from what I understand, he had like back fusion surgery or neck fusion surgery. Like he's he's out for like a year. Yeah. Like he's not coming back for a while. Stress me dirty. I would love it to see. I, I'm very much looking forward to the return of Kyle O'Reilly, though. Like I think that they'll yeah. do something good with him uh, when he returns because well, I, what I, sucks I, is he was starting to get pushed. Right, he was, yeah. He beat Darby clean at double or nothing. Like, he was – and then he had a really good run in the Owen Hart tournament. Like, he was starting to get pushed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and I think that Adam Cole 
is going to reunite with the kingdom. And so, I like, Kyle, so I think Kyle can do his own thing when he comes back. And, like, I think he can be successful as just him. I'm, I don't want to say, you know, like, I'm just, I'm concerned about Adam Cole. Like, I don't, I don't know what we're looking at. Like, this has been a while. And, like, if Adam, let's just say hypothetically Adam Page comes back, like, next week, right? Got his bell rung, had a concussion, and he's already been medically cleared. And, like, Adam Cole hasn't been able to be medically cleared since the Forbidden Door. Like, just, that's a long time. It hasn't been that long, really. That's when he got knocked out. Was the forbidden door right when he just like collapsed? Yep. What? And then he did the one little. He did the one segment with the Bucks on Dynamite where he had the Undisputed Era attack him, attack them. Right. And then like that's that's the last time we've seen him. So that and that was that's like June. Yeah, June twenty sixth was July, August, September, October. Yeah, we're we're already looking at wow, four or five months. That's pretty crazy. And he's and he's doing like his chugs, twitch stuff, and all that. So it's like it's not like he's not functional or anything. Like he's he's okay, but like he's not medically cleared to wrestle. So it's and as long as he's been in the business, and you know, like it just. It just feels like that Brian Danielson type of concussion where it took years to get approved and all that. Like, I just hope that it's not that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. I'm a big Adam Cole fan. I think he's a great dude. Seems like he seems like a great person. He's like universally liked by every wrestler, dude, it seems like. He is, he is the nicest guy you will meet at a meet and greet. Like, he is the best. Like he treats his fans so good, and he's he, it's like he's gen, he's really like legit happy to see you, and you talk to him, and like he'll give you the time, and it's like you can see the joy in his face. It's not like just like, oh yeah, where are you from? Cool. It's like you're from where? Oh, that's great. Thanks for coming, man. I pre- like like that for every single person, like. He's uh he's a really good dude. So I hope I hope nothing but the best for him. And oh, real quick, thoughts on Malachi Black dropping that Twitter video? Little yeah, it looks like looks like they're definitely coming back soon. So that's a that's a big piece coming back in my yeah. dude, and I don't know why I want this so bad, but man, I just think like Malachi Black versus John Moxley. Like I think that's a badass feud that I think would be really good. And I also would like to see Malachi Black at that level. I would like to see him as one of the the top singles guys to where it makes sense that he could go for the title at any time, you know? And even like if MJF's a total scumbag and he's champion and all like like the moment where like the lights go out and Malachi Black is there, it's like MJF freaks out because he has to meet his maker or something, you know, like the, the supernatural stuff freaks him out and like the contrast, like I think there's a lot of good stuff for Malachi Black. So I would really like to see that. And I, 
I think the House of Black versus like the Blackpool Combat Club would be dope. Like, I just I think there's a lot of cool things that they could do with that faction that they didn't do. So, I'm I'm looking forward to them coming back. Like, I feel like by full gear, we are just gonna be like, let's freaking go. You know, MJF's champion, the Elite are back, possibly House of Black are back. Like, it will just be in way better shape. Oh yeah, I totally agree. About all that, yeah. I hope I hope they do more with Malachi too, and that he's like creatively fulfilled as well. Like they got to, yes. you know, he's For a big, sure. yeah. He's very talented. He has a big fan base, and uh, and it's like if if you get that, if if he's feuding with a Moxley or something, like there's no way that he can't be like not happy with that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just I, th- I think that that would be a really good call to to do something something like that. Yeah. Um, Guys, if you haven't, please smash that like button. It helps us out, so please do that now. And then uh, we're going to go over this Crown Jewel card, and then uh, I'm going to be depressed and talk about Anderson Silva and Jake Paul with Steven, and then uh, we will uh, we'll wrap it up. So if you guys have any more Super Chats, send them our way. It helps us out. We, as always, we appreciate it. And uh, let's let's talk about this crown jewel card, Stephen. Yes. So no Russell Rumble for this, otherwise we'd be much more hyped. Um, right. I mean, we don't have to elaborate on a lot of these because there's really not going to be a lot of point in doing that, nor have either of us probably been paying a lot of attention. So right. we have Alexa Bliss and Oscar, who I found out by reading this have won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. They're going to be wrestling. They're going to be um, defending their titles against Damage Control, uh, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai. I'm like, I'm lukewarm on Dakota Kai. He's just okay, but like, I really like EO Sky. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Right. Um, I think, I think Damage Control was the champions before. Like, I think that they just lost the titles to them on Monday. So, uh, this looks like a pretty much an immediate rematch. Um, gotcha. I mean, as far as prediction, I guess I'll go with Oscar and Alexa since they just won the titles from them. So, yeah, makes sense, I guess. Um, I didn't know what what Alexa was doing, so cool, I guess. I mean, like I said, I have no clue. Yep. All right. After that, we have uh, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy Uso, defending the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships against the Brawling Brutes team of Butch and Ridge Holland. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with the Usos just for my pick. I, but I think this match... Wait! Are they feeling a little oozy? Are they feeling oozy going into that? Or are they not? Because if they're not feeling oozy, I don't know if they'll win. Yeah, that's... I think they're going to feel oozy enough to retain the championships. Okay. Now, Sami Zayn has – congratulations to that man on the overness he has achieved. Um, oh, he's, he, he did it. One suit, dude. Um, I but think yeah, it's going to get to a point where he's going to face Roman at, like, Royal Rumble or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, 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 I'm very entertained by it. He, with Cody gone, he's the most entertaining thing, I think, in the WWE right now. So, yeah. Did you um, see when uh, – I think it was Jay – who said he, or it was Jay or Jamie, who said he didn't give a damn about what the tribal chief thinks and Jay, then it like yeah. panned into Roman's face and the crowd like totally was like, 
And then the problem was, is when Roman's trying to be pissed off and like look serious, Sammy drops that Usi line and they all just like lose it. Like they're all like, like holding it in and not trying not to laugh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's entertaining. But man, it just, it plays so much like a TV show. Like that's what they are. They're just, it, it just is so structured and like, I bet they rehearse that so much and like it just doesn't feel natural. Like that's one of my biggest gripes with WWE. Like very entertaining. I watched that clip over and over again, so I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like there definitely is an alternative when you're watching AEW. It just feels so much more natural. Are you taking the Usos to retain as well? Yeah. Definitely. They're not losing to those guys. After that, we have Bianca Belair defending the WWE Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a last woman standing match. I'm actually going to take Bailey to win the title in this one because then Bianca doesn't have to get pinned, plus she has damage control, maybe helping her and stuff. I feel like if Bailey's going to win the title, and Bailey's like very over. I, I have seen a little bit of her on Raw recently. Like, She's she's doing good. So like I could see them giving Bailey the title because Bianca once again wouldn't have to get pinned to lose the title in a match like this. So that's my prediction. I think Bianca's gonna win and it's gonna lead to something in like Survivor series where like Bailey might win that one. Because I just don't know if they're gonna do any major changes at the Crown Jewel show. Could be wrong though. Yeah, I don't know. Um so you're going with Bianca and I'm gonna go Bailey. Yep. Right after that, we have. Ooh, okay. We have Braun Strowman versus Omos. Everybody, this is the people's main event. Oh my um, god! So this match is very hard. I for think to... that they should be fined for even trying to make this match. Like this match is against. This is matches an atro- atrocity. Like this is going to be botchamania. Like this, this match could sponsor Botchamania. So this is a dream match. We have uh, Braun Strowman versus Omos. Um, and so I with, um, you know, I my prediction is this is a series of matches that leads to an eventual unstoppable tag team. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Oh, I'm gonna uh, say. Well, why not just do a, a Hell in the Cell? You know, Triple H wants the gimmick back. To it's not like a gimmick pay per view. It has I, to bear in a storyline. I don't know. That's so, like, I, I do. Yeah, Doug, I, Doug, 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 I gotta stop you right there. I'm, there. I'm positive that a steel cage yeah. or a Hell in a Cell could not contain these men. We would absolutely need a Pujabi prison. <laughs> um. Is Great Khali going to be the special guest referee? Is that what we're doing? Might be. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to say, <coughs> I'm going to say for this match, I'm going to go against my heart. I'm going to go with my mind. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that Braun Strowman picks up the win in the this match here because you know this crowd knows him as the guy with the big green belt from the from the Rumble thing. So, like, you know, 
So I was going to say that Braun Strowman wins in in this one, and then Omos wins the rematch, and then there's some sort of Punjabi prison type scenario, and then because of the mutual respect, we will get an unstoppable tag team, and um, yeah, I'm gonna get. Yeah, what's your prediction, Doug? <laughs> Uh, oh god I think Braun's gonna win just because you know he's coming back he has momentum I just wow I actually am gonna watch this match just to see the freaking train wreck that this thing is like if this thing doesn't go off the rails I'll be shocked watch them have like a Walter uh, Sheamus type match and I'll just be like I don't I don't Life doesn't make any sense anymore. Omos hits a Cody Rhodes off the top of the, off the top of a steel cage type type move. <laughs> well, actually, we have a steel cage match well, on the show. Paul Strowman so. catches him in the RKO. Yeah, through <laughs> the table. Yeah, dude. So yeah, this anyway. I I I'm excited. I, I'm excited for that match. The fans lose. Yeah. Whatever. I, I I like you guys, but like, come on, let's let's be respectful in the chat. A little bit here. Um, there's there's certain there's certain lines we don't cross here on live rounds, and uh, no. and Omos slander is one of those lines. No. Right? Um, but so you're taking Strowman also? I'm taking Strowman. Yeah, definitely taking Strowman. If you, himself. what would you do if I bought you the Omos Elite that just came out? Ah, like would you keep it? It would probably be in the very back of the shelf. Um, well, I mean, that'd not be okay just as an insult because he's the tallest. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's so, like a picture, yeah, um, a class picture. You put the, the tall kids in the back. I would say this I would keep it until I'm out of room. And then I would have to move it away to make room for something else. But, yeah. He comes with one of the Raw Tag Team titles. Does he? The next match we have is a and he had AJ freaking Styles. Like, yeah. well, what are we doing? Like goats. Yeah. What Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Um, oh boy. Who do you who do you have in this one? Boy, this could be back to back clunkers here. Uh, this might not be the match order. I just how they have it on Wikipedia. Um. I don't know how storyline is going. Like, is it like kind of favored? I couldn't tell you anything at all about it. I have no Cross. idea. No idea at all. Because I'm pretty sure that Cross won the last pay per view. So, like, Drew McIntyre would probably be due. I'm going to go with McIntyre just because it's like Steel Cage and all that. Like, I'll, I'll go with McIntyre. I'm going to go with McIntyre also. And honestly, mainly it's just because for me, I feel like they've gotten McIntyre to like a certain status in the company and like, He's still got to win big matches. I feel like they got to keep him in like the upper tier. I know they, I know Cross. They probably want it similar, but at a certain point, I feel like they have to realize Cross just isn't like, like I think he's he. I think he's good, but I don't think he's like, you know what I mean. I don't think he creates the buzz that like. Not as McIntyre really, but McIntyre has like the proven track record, especially since like COVID. Of like, you know, you can put the company on his back, and he can like, you know. You can make he also has some really big wins. 
You know, yes. he has beat Brock Lesnar for the title. He has, you know, done things like that. He's Goldberg, Cross, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Cross is just one of those guys that, like, Pete, like, he was big in NXT, but he hasn't really done a lot in the main roster. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're both taking McIntyre in the steel cage match. Yeah. After that, we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, which is just a straight-up oh. one-on-one match. I mean, this will probably be really good. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm taking Brock. I don't I don't see Bobby beating him. So we'll Same. go with that. But I would like to see this to go like 15 minutes and actually like have a really good wrestling match. But I have a feeling it's more like the seven to eight minute mark and, you know, something like that. It'll be like the the kind of match where both guys like in the video game, like start off with like three save finishers and like three special moves, like before the match even starts. And it's just got, you know, I think they're just going to run at each other with like spears and F5s and dominators. And, you know, I think it's just going to be like spamming finishers. And I don't think it'll last very yeah. long, but I think it'll be good for the time it lasts. Um, right. And I'm taking Brock also. I, I think Brock's going to win. Um, the next match is the OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson against the Judgment Day of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. It's a six-man tag match. I'm going to go with the OC, um, mainly because I figured that they'll, like, Dominic will just take the L. So, um, right. and Gals and Anderson being back recently and everything, I just figured that they'll win this match. What about you? Uh, yeah, it sounds, sounds fine to me. What is AJ Styles doing right now? This, OC. Is, is he with them? Yeah, it's like there's a yeah, he brought them back like to the company to help him fight the Judgment Day. Because Judgment Day was trying oh, okay. to. Okay, so it's so it's a uh, some some reason I thought you said Finn in them, but Finn is no, the Judgment Finn's Day. With so the Judgment Day, yeah. So it's AJ and the OC versus Finn and Judgment Day? Yeah, AJ, Gallows, and Anderson. Sorry. I just listened to whatever I wanted to hear, I guess. Um okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's that's fun. Yeah, we'll go with AJ and the, the OC. Yep. Then the only other match we have here, oh, the God. undisputed WWE Universal Championship, we have Roman Reigns, the big dog, the head of the table, the reigning defending tribal chief, the tribal chief, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. He's defending his championship. Historically speaking, the most prestigious championship possibly in all of WWE or all of professional wrestling history, depending on how you look at it and depending on how you look at the lineage of the title, you'll know what I mean. He's defending this belt, these both, these unified belts against somewhat of a boxer slash influencer slash former Viner slash big time YouTuber slash impulsive host podcaster. The man who took Floyd Mayweather to the limit. <laughs> so I posted a GIF the other day, GIF, GIF, however you say it, yeah. uh, of Logan. So Logan Paul is the opponent. Um, the, the This literally is the, the one-time speech in Little Giants for Logan Paul. It's just the one you know, time. One time. Like, like one time. Like, I, like I can... Like Logan, everyone's got a puncher's chance. Like, if you so catch this him, is, this is Logan's Cherry Hill. 
This is Logan's Cherry Hill. Yes, one hundred. <laughs> this is one hundred. When that's like the deepest cut. That yeah. If, if anyone in the chat got that, then you're automatically our friends. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I think Logan Paul. Um, you know, I think he leaves uh, Saudi Arabia as the champion. He's just way more famous than Roman, and they do Logan Paul versus Cody instead of WrestleMania. Hold up, what? What's that? <laughs> are, are you trolling, or is that what you really think is going to happen? I hear your predictions, Doug. <laughs> um, so they have a weird thing going right now that, like, Logan has, like, metal inserted in his hand, and Paul Heyman has discovered it. It's like a type scenario. Right, exactly. <laughs> so now he has, like, this knockout punch. So I feel like the commentators and everybody are just going to be like, oh, watch out for Logan's right hand. Here it comes. And when it connects, like everyone's going to freak out and it's going to allow a false finish of like almost a three count and Roman kicks out. I think this match will be way better than it ever should be. Like I think Logan is very talented, athletic, all that stuff. Roman's great. I just don't like this. I really don't. I just don't like the fact that like a a celebrity can just come in here and get a title shot and take the champion to the limit. I don't think it helps anybody. But that being said, I think Roman's going to win. But I think Logan's going to put up a really good fight. And there's going to be times where the commentators and everybody are going to sell that like Roman could lose. And Paul Heyman's going to freak it, be freaking out on the on the outside and stuff but overall i think roman will win yeah um what if jake paul knocked out roman reigns and cost him the title i just think the whole cody thing just went to shit that's what i think i completely agree no i i definitely i mean i think roman's gonna retain the title i'm like i'm obviously trolling i don't think listen i i wouldn't put it past the wwe at some point to put a title like that on logan like i don't i just I don't see them i just don't see them uh um you know sacrificing what they've done with roman's reign <laughs> pun intended uh the, i think if the title didn't mean that much it would happen so, like, let's say that Roman loses to Cody, then Cody loses to somebody, and then it's just kind of like, I don't know, a Kevin Owens have the title or something. Like, I could see where they would do that, right? But yeah. right now, Roman's on such a long title reign and all this stuff. Like, it can't be Logan Paul be the one to end it. You know? I agree, 100%. But I, but I do think that, like, I think it'll be a good match. Um, I understand the concern though about like how competitive should it be and everything, but Logan yeah. has looked really good in in the ring up to this point. Uh, doing pro His match with the Miz was ridiculous. Like, yeah, he, he, he was really good. And the thing is, is like, what happens if he goes in there with somebody as good as Roman? Like, they could have a really good match. And you know, he's working hard with Shawn Michaels and all them, making sure like he's ready for it and everything. So. I, I fully expect a really good match. Like, I think a lot of people are going to be buzzing afterwards. I think they're going to be really happy with the match. I, my biggest concern, though, is, like, you know, the Tribal Chief is a dominant champion that, like, can beat Brock Lesnar 
But, like, if he struggles just as much as he did against Brock Lesnar is the same, like, with Logan, I just think that that looks kind of cheesy and not believable. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll even do something where, like, Roman gets, like, jumped before the match or something. Like, maybe they'll do something. By Jake? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Jake. Jake KO's in backstage. Right. And then Roman's, like, wobbly on his way to the ring. So, yeah, there's... There's things they can do. I think it'll be good, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking yeah. Roman to retain. Also, this weekend is also Will Ospreay versus Naito in the main event. So, if you guys have New Japan. Uh, and from what it sounds like, I believe crowds are allowed to cheer again. So, there's that as well. So, that should be a very entertaining match. Um, and that's, you know, heading into Wrestle Kingdom at this point. So, Definitely looking forward to uh, that match this weekend as well. And then real quick before we get into Jake Paul, I just wanted to talk about Fight Plus and GCW signing with Fight Plus. And so basically, from what I understand, it sounds like all their archived events and all of their uh, live events will be available on Fight Plus for $4.99 a month. Awesome, yes. And it sounds like that, like other companies as well. So, like, yeah, there's already like, like uh, Pro. Like, yeah, I think AIWs have jumped over there. Like, a lot of people are leaving IWTV. It's crazy because, yeah, I was wondering, I was going to ask yeah. you about that because that's sure kind of what it sounded like. Yeah, from what I understand, I don't want to like speak out of turn at all. And you know, I have friends with IWTV that you know work for the platform, as a matter of fact, right. and a lot of people that are that are on obviously on a lot of the shows on the platforms from my understanding i think that that they once again it's kind of obvious like what i'm going to say and i once again i don't know if it's true or not but i've heard rumblings about how they really shot themselves in the foot financially um with the lawsuit with gcw so now they i don't think they can afford uh the content to the level they used to be able to and i think people are, are bouncing so wow crazy once again, so that's, might, I don't know that for sure. I just I, that's not like yeah, a report yeah, yeah. or anything. I wanted to make that clear. That's just the little little rumblings I've heard was along those lines because because there has been a good chunk of like pretty big companies that have left IWTV recently, um, and it's been since the GCW settlement has happened. So, and I mean, if you want your pulse on indie wrestling, I feel like GCW is the top, right? And yep, so, if you're going to have any subscription service it makes sense for 4.99 to get this and then if you get anything besides that like that is just icing on the cake right like imagine if warriors wrestling also comes on there imagine if uh, it looked like hog wrestling's on there as well like yeah that's gonna be a lot of stuff and you know in the, in the certain peak times when like Osprey can come down and some other like uh, like Suzuki had that whole run where he was uh, doing his thing in the summer, like you can get some pretty big events uh, indie wise, and if it's all part of that four ninety nine package, like that's that's a really good value there. Yeah, Ryan, I'll pull that up there. Yeah, from what from what we understand, yeah, the four ninety nine includes like their their special event, like pay per view shows, their live yes, their live shows that normally would be like 
10 to 15 to 20 dollars a show depending on like you know sometimes the package is like 35 40 bucks sometimes depending on like how big the shows were and stuff and now we might just get that for you know it sounds like we are getting that for for 4.99 a month plus the whole back catalog and all these other companies that are jumping on that's i mean that's the thing too is speaking of iwtv like iwtv is twice the price of that i mean there's yes. gonna be that's competition within the streaming space there with independent wrestling that's very very interesting how that's working also like what kind of deal is fight giving these other promotions too because for gcw to just basically give up all pay-per-view revenue to just do this like they'd have to have a pretty decent deal i would think oh i would i would imagine so yeah because especially because you get the back catalog also which they didn't have before well i mean they have the they have the shows that have aired on fight but there's there's also other stuff that they didn't have before that that they will have now right um, so yeah that's that's a great uh i mean that's a huge win for us we're, we were literally calling for them to do exactly this like a year ago we were like if they just made like a like a monthly subscription thing if just for gcw but like we get even more than that with this like that's awesome well, and so so my thing is, is I feel like GCW kind of peaked, but I think what, what people need to understand is it was lightning in a bottle due to the pandemic. Like you were able to get so many wrestlers that weren't able to get a lot of work. So they were able to stack these cards and get some of the biggest names. Like even like a guy like Ninja Mac, he was going to Japan, but now he wasn't able to. So he was able to work GCW like every freaking show. Right. Like you're not getting those guys anymore. Dante Leone is now in, in Noah as well. He's so wrestling in Japan. <laughs> right. Forever. They're wrestling forever. Which I think is dope because is. they've had a great feud. It started in Loco and, and now they're in freaking Noah. Like and the and the fans love them. Like it's awesome. Also, Ninja Mac just won a belt. Yeah. Loco, Rest in peace, gone. Loco is yeah. what it is. But, but Chris Carter, like that's cool that like he was the final yeah. champion. That makes sense. And then, like, the whole crowd hoisted him up on the shoulders and everything. Like, it was a cool moment. Because that dude, I mean, he kills himself in that ring. Literally. Like, you did you see the gif where even Sean Ross that posted on it where the, he just kept getting powerbombed over and oh, over? Oh, yeah, and his head was bouncing yes. off the ring. Like, yeah. that, that was at the Houston Premier Arena with freaking Chris Carter. Like, that guy. And then, like, if he gets – he got booked at a mall show and he jumped off the freaking balcony. Like, that guy does – everything he can to to give you your money's worth so it was cool to see him become champion so dope for that but like high maze done he's trying to sell the belt right now six hundred dollars on facebook like he's for the low coach for the actual title belt so he took it from 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 chris carter like, like, I mean, it's over it. it's done like, yeah, like people think i want to keep it I mean, i'm the last champion i'm putting this on my wall People think that like low key, like he just did this as a gimmick and it's coming back, but like yeah, he sounds really burned out and I don't think it's coming back. So, um, but like a lot of those guys, and because of Loco and how how like much buzz it ended up getting, it was able to get GCW into Houston, and I saw some really great shows there. So like I'm always grateful for that as well. Um, but yeah, the four ninety nine deal. I mean, dude, that's a hamburger. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for real. That, that's a hamburger, and I promise you, you'll get some matches. Nick Gage is the champion right now, so like, there's always extra buzz when that happens. Um, 
they just had a pretty decent show in LA with like Nick Gage and Leo Rush and and all that. So yes, got me banger match between Speedball Mike Bailey and Willie Mack. Willie Mack debuted in GCW. So, yeah, see, so like just to just for that, like go yeah. ahead and pay your four ninety nine. Go back and watch some of those that you might have missed, and then you'll get some future shows that are going to be coming up. That for like, come on, it's a it's a no brainer to me. And I'm pretty sure that's also even like watch much different type of wrestling but i'm pretty sure even like nwa power debuts on on there on fight plus and stuff like there's like a lot of companies that have yeah. been using fight plus for a little and while you now think like some of that uh youtube boxing stuff you would think some of those events would oh, start yeah. popping up on there you oh know? yeah i would love that so i mean imagine all that for 4.99 later this month ice poseidon versus brandon buckingham in well, and then there's a there's a lot of those type of fights too that absolutely nobody would watch, but if they can watch it as part of their subscription, they would watch it. One hundred percent. I mean, that was happening when I had my connected fight TV there for a while, and he would just hit me up all the time and just be like, "Hey, we just want some people like tweeting about the show. Like, here's a promo code for like this obscure, like, random bare knuckle event that like nobody knows about." And I just be like, "It's free. I'll watch it. Okay." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it, it was like a $15 show that he was giving to me for free. And I'd be like, okay, like I'll watch it if it's free. Like, you know, I'm not even interested. Um, right. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's uh there's some weekends coming up here, like the 13th. I think there was like a lot of, well, we have a lot, of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Like we have full gear and there's you, yeah. yeah, Derek Lewis and uh, Sergey Spivak fight each other. Um, okay. On that same night and stuff. And there's also an influencer boxing show that night that I'm going to try to watch. Um, yeah, there's a, a lot of good stuff coming up. Man, yeah, the local no, title would be cool. Local title would be cool to own if you were a big fan of the company. Like six hundred, I would want to pay six hundred dollars probably. But like, if you could talk him down to something reasonable, like that'd be probably cool. good. Yeah, you probably could. You probably take half of that. You probably could, but I, who knows? But yeah, um, like I was just on GCW, and I mean they've got an event coming up with uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Mike uh, Speedball Bailey. So I mean, right there, oh. four ninety nine. You know, speaking of Speedball, I just you know I just saw him live at Battle Slam. Huh? How's the hand? He kicked it right. Oh, so what? Yeah, I, I hope the camera got a good angle of it for for fight. I really hope they did. But like, so, um, the Speedball and Baron Black wrestled for the Battle Slam Icon Championship, and yeah. it was a banger match. Like it was so good. Like people were gonna love that when that drops. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I walked up. Uh, there was like a an opening in like the corner of like the fan like where the fans were like split, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. So. I uh, I held up both my hands for him like this, and uh, and I could hear him like almost like you would hear in like a like an eighties like karate movie type. He was like yep. like he was like oh okay, <laughs> and it was like he was like he, like, he like, saw the targets go up, and I could hear him like under his breath like oh, <laughs> I was like I was like okay, and then he and then he he like threw like like probably like my, I I would imagine probably six to eight strikes. And and like I could feel every punch in my in my in my palms. Like it was he wasn't nice. like he wasn't hurt. It, he obviously wasn't hurting me, but but it was like contact. I, it, was, it was it was real. And I was like, dude, this like 
and like being that close to see the way he was like kicking Baron and stuff, even yeah. the way he lands with like the ultimate weapon and like all the double knees moves he does and stuff, he is he's so next level. Like he legitimately is one of the best wrestlers in the entire world right now. Like I'll stand well, by that. Well, yeah. that was cool at WrestleCon was seeing him and Davey live. Like yeah, I was awesome. just like, oh my god, because it's like at the same time I'm like, dude, Davey's like still really really good, and then it's like the first time I'd ever seen speedball wrestle was that night. So I was just like, Holy crap. Like they're both great. This is amazing. You know? So I was really happy with that. Oh yeah, that's and right. Then, so he, so he, he witnessed it live, Ryan. He saw me, he saw me hit the, hit the punches. So, so, so the that, punch real quick, I remember when I went to ring of honor, uh, super card of honor when it was Davey and Kenta. And I had never been to a ring of honor show before. So, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. And I I was, like, kind of close to the guardrail. And I saw somebody reach out to touch Davey. And that was, like, when he was doing the gimmick of, like, nobody touch me. And, mm -hmm. I mean, dude, he kicked the crap out of this kid's hand. I mean, as hard as he could, just drilled it. And as soon as he did it, the kid was, like, holding his hand. Like, he, he hit it hard. And I was just, like what kind of shit is this? <laughs> like, like, I've never even been here. But then they had, like, match of the year, and I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I'm, like, sticking my hand out, like, hey, kick it. You know, yeah. Do me next. Um, right? So, yeah, I'll never forget that, though. Like, he, he drilled it. Yeah. Man. Um, we had but a yeah. super chat real Thank quick you. from... Uh, Kogan. Thanks, Kogan. He said, don't forget Bray's appearing at Crown Jewel as well. Will we see an appearance from Uncle Howdy? Maybe someone else. We shall see. Yowie Wowie. And honestly, like, I was cool with the Bray thing and, like, all that, dude. Did you see Uncle Howdy? Yep. Like, dude, what the hell are we doing? Like, this is the type of stuff that I have been very, like, like, it's like, you thought The Fiend was bad? Hold my beer, baby, because I got <laughs> something else for you. And not only that, like, Uncle Howdy looks like the dude, like, he looks like a villain from the Snowman movies in, like, you know, those claymation Christmas movies that they used to have back in the day? Yes. Like, yes. Uncle Howdy looks like he is there to, like, destroy Christmas. Like, that's kind of what the vibes I got from that. It looked really cheesy. It looked really bad. And then apparently he has multiple personalities. So, like, this is just one of them. And then some people are saying that possibly some of them could be played by Bo Dallas. Like, does any of this sound good? Like, all of this sounds like a train wreck to me. Yeah, it seems pretty lame to me, if I'm being completely honest. I'm not really into it at all. And, and yet, it's like, we're supposed to be super happy, Bray's back, and yay, and all. Like, personally, I really enjoyed the promo of just Bray being Bray. Like, I think that's a much more reasonable thing. I don't think that we have to have seven split personalities and all this other stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just... I, I don't know. Like, he's he's so creative, but I feel like somebody has to take the reins of this guy and be like, let's just focus on this. Well, imagine if, like, this is that. Like, what we're seeing is that. <laughs> right. Like, 
Why why didn't he show up in AEW? Because he really gave Tony Khan all the ideas that he wanted to do, and Tony probably was just like, oh, okay, well, I mean, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And they like, just walked off, and they're like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Like, that could just be Bray reined in and not really, like, letting him go off the deep end. Yeah, this could be the nerfed version that we're seeing. Um, God. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not for me. Like, yeah, you know, some people really praise it though. Like, I look on Twitter and people are like, "Who's Uncle Howdy? Oh my God, I can't! I this is oh. incredible what I'm seeing. I've never seen anything this good in my life." And I'm like, "All right, this is for you. It's for you." Yeah. Like, I liked his. In, I think his entrance music is dope because I've liked his promos when he's himself. But man, let's let's not like. Like that thing looked like uh, clockwork orange with blue screen on a low budget soundstage. Like I did no, no, not not a fan. Speaking of not a fan, um, I will say this though: before we get into any of the the Jake Paul stuff, like. I, I just I think it's time we give this kid his props at the end of the day. Oh, like, you we think just, it's time to okay okay I'll let you do your thing. Like, I'll let you like, do your thing. I I think I think like I'm not saying I never gave him his props, but like there's times where you get tested in fights and you just know if they're real or not. And I think like with Tyron Woodley, it's one of those things where he was like at the tail end and you just didn't know where his heart was lost like eight in a row or whatever it was like to be able to go toe to toe with Anderson Silva in a boxing ring and take like some of his best shots and end up winning. Like you're, you're legit. Like, I, I don't know how legit you are, but like, I think he should be favored over Nate Diaz. I'll say that right now. The only thing that I – there's a couple things about the Nate fight. By the way, makes all the sense in the world to do that next if you're yep. going to do it. Like, and there was even like a scuffle backstage and everything. Right, like, right. So I mean, it's, it sells know, itself. It, it, it'll be a huge fight, one. Two, I think that – We've never seen Nate fully just focused on his hands. He's always had to be concerned about a takedown or he's ready to take anyone down to perform jujitsu or whatever. But like, if we know that Nate is just strictly boxing and that's it, he might be way more deadlier than we think. Two, I think the punch output is real. Like cardio, and I don't know if Jake can handle being in that type of monsoon of like cardio and pressure that will be coming to him. But I think Jake has real power. And I think Jake actually has pretty damn good boxing skill as well. So very interesting fight. Very interesting fight. I like the fight a lot. Um, and, and it honestly, it couldn't be set up better and I don't think that Jake or Nate should be thinking about anything else but fighting each other. I think they'll yeah. make the most money. I think everything's fine. I think that the moment one of them takes a loss, it doesn't work out as well. Like this is the peak time to do this. So 
I'm hoping like mid next year they get that fight done. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the fight they should do. It'll either be that or maybe they'll do KSI and Jake. But I think I think Jake would just murder him. Like I think KSI is good. Like KSI is in like the one percent of like best like YouTuber boxers, but Jake is like easily by far the best of that group. Like how about how um, about that doctor, dude? He got worked. Dr. Mike. Well, so his first opponent, Idubs, was also it was also Idubs' first fight. And Idubs, I mean they were pretty evenly matched the two of them um but like my dr mike just isn't i mean he fought a dude who like trains with the ds i mean ernie reyes jr was in his corner like um, well and knowing that i mean like he's he's at least like game he's not the most talented guy but he'll just keep coming forward he'll have the diaz type of blueprint he was fighting way outside of his weight class too that's why the power wasn't really there and he was still drilling him like yeah I, I thought if that if that fight would have gone on, he'd he'd have knocked him out. Like because he was starting to get hit with some really clean shots. So I thought that that was dope. Uriah Hall and Le'Veon Bell, man, I don't know what to think of that. Like Le'Veon, I think that he's he's better than people think, but I think he's really awkward too. Like really awkward. Like he he's punches always from like, like moving low. weird angles, yeah. turning around and stuff. But, like, dude, Uriah Hall, man, like, I just don't know about that guy. He's just so, like, hit or miss. But, like, there were a couple times where Le'Veon tagged him, and you could tell he was, like, legit hurt from the shot. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It it was, like, wow. So, I give him his respect that that Le'Veon could actually go in there and hang with Uriah Hall. Like, that's, that's legit. Yeah, that was really impressive from uh, Le'Veon Bell to hang in there. And Uriah Hall, like, it's honestly, like, kind of sad to see that he was, didn't look, like, he should have, he should have easily defeated Le'Veon Bell. Like, it shouldn't have even been. And he had moments, he had moments where it was like, okay, just, yeah, just keep pouring that on. It's over. And he just would stop and just kind of do whatever. It's like, all right. You want to see what happens normally when, like, so. I'll show you a video real quick on my phone. If you can, you see that. Oh, you can see that pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna show you this video. It's very quick. So this is um, my brother sent me this. This is like the kind of stuff that happens like on a daily basis in like local gyms. The guy you're about to see, the guy in the green tank top here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is like an Instagram boxer who coaches people at local gyms. Like you know. Okay. And the other guy, he he called out the other guy in the headgear who is a trainer at my brother's gym. Who oh, actually yeah. boxes, and you know this is what happens. Go you know? <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, you know, wow. and like that's that's, that's shot. yeah. God. I mean, and that's what it's very real. Everyone wants to be an Instagram boxer and tell us how to do the work. You know what I mean? And it's like, yep. you know, and it's like it's true. And the reason I show that video is because. Like ninety nine percent of the people out there that are pretending to be like this are like that guy. Like you got yep. it. Like Jake Paul to go from like that to like yep. beating Anderson Silva. Like and there's people out there that are discrediting Anderson's forty seven and he's an MMA fighter, not really a boxer and blah blah. blah. Shut up. Like you got it. You have to give credit to Jake Paul for yeah. beating, beating Anderson Silva straight up in a boxing There's match. Still still and, he, and he knocked him down in the fifth round, straight up. Yep. Like there's still or sorry, still the eighth round. There. Sorry. Not only that, Anderson's nose was busted in like the sixth. He had his eyes were swollen up. Like 
there's still skill there that that like if if Jake wasn't for real, he'd have got him out of there. But like Jake was able to take those punches and like win the fight. Like that's like a lot of times like 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 Brock Lesnar even right like the moment that he got hit it was like oh okay this is different I'm starting to cow I need to go for a takedown like Jake can take some real shots he trains really hard he's in good shape he's a good athlete like there's just nothing that really like the idea of Canelo like calm down sure but I think he beats the crap out of Tommy Fury I think he did he he beats Nate like and this is what I was thinking too. Like, why even play boxing's game? Like, boxing is embarrassing. Like, they don't want to make big fights because of these stupid promoters. So if Jake can just go out there and like pick random people like a Diaz brother and stuff and make bigger fights than what boxing can make right now, then like can't fault him. Why does he need to go and fight a legit boxer? It doesn't right. make any sense, honestly. Like, if he's able to just go out there and fight big names and have big pay-per-views, like, you don't need to go the boxing blueprint because you're not getting Crawford and Spence. You know, you're not getting Garcia and Tank. You're not getting Joshua and Fury. Like, they don't make the fights the fans want. These promoters just keep their fighters. And then it's like, not only that – okay, you're going to get a fight, and it's not even, like, the second-ranked guy. It's the 13th or the 15th or the 20th. Like, we're in heavy negotiations with the very best, and then they're like, never mind, he's going to fight the 15th best, and it's going to be on pay-per-view for $79.99. Like, what what don't you get? Like, that's not going to work. And then... Um, you've got Jake. If I, I, I honestly think if Jake fights Nate next year in a boxing match, it is the biggest pay-per-view in boxing that year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Cause I, I don't think that even like, who's even the, who would, I mean, Fury, like a Fury and like, what? I mean, is, huh? Fury and Usyk. Yeah, I guess. That's really the only one because like Wilder isn't really that big of a draw, even though he should be. Um, and then like Canelo, they could do like Wilder and Joshua, and that would do a big thing. Yeah, but like, but but like you got a picture, you got press conferences, you're gonna have bottles thrown, you're gonna have Logan and Nick Diaz get into a scruffle. You're gonna, I mean, it's going to be yeah. like Connor and Nate, but well, in Logan. The- in the in the U.S., it would be like way bigger than anything else. Like I'm mean, like I worldwide agree. though. Like I still think like certain guys like Fury do massive worldwide. Like if like Floyd I'm, fought like a I'm real just saying domestic. Man. I'll just say domestic. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think within within the U.S., like it's gonna the the Jake Paul fight's way bigger. I think I think it's the biggest fight that boxing does. Like even if they do Crawford and Spence, if they somehow figure it out. I still I think that that's more of like a hardcore boxers like lovers dream, but I don't know if it generates the type of pay-per-views that Jake Paul and Nate will do. Yeah. Especially I, if they can do a decent undercard with like maybe you put Anderson Silva on the undercard versus somebody. 
Yeah, man, that'd be good. Anderson Silva, yeah. Dude, I don't... I still think I'd take Nate over Jake, I, st- I think. And what, what makes know. you think that? Just the punching volume? But it, exactly that. If he stayed in his face... Yeah. Because Anderson fights a little too. bit... Anderson fights a little bit more on like the like the, the defensive, especially at the beginning of the fights. Um, Jake was like the aggressor for a lot of the a lot of the fight against Anderson. I think Nate would be the aggressor the entire fight against uh, Jake. Um, also, you see how emotional Jake gets. Like, remember Anderson hit him, and he's all like, "Like, if you do that with Nate, and Nate just keeps calling you a bitch and coming forward, like, I think it right. mentally break him. Right. Like, I think that'll be a hard thing for him to understand." And then his emotions will get the best of him. You know what I mean? And another thing that helps that fight in a lot of ways, and it's, it was a blessing in disguise with the whole Chimeyev missing weight thing, is like promotional-wise, people can't even have the excuse. Like people saying Anderson was past his prime and 47 and all this stuff. Like we just saw Nate beat Tony Ferguson in the main event of a UFC pay-per-view. Like he's yeah. not watched. So like right. you can't. So if Jake if Jake beat him, of course there's gonna be the haters making excuses. But you can't be like, he literally was winning you a, a main event in a UFC pay per view, in his last fight. Like he's not, like he's definitely not washed. He might not be a a, 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 a traditional boxer, like you know who had a boxing. I think another player, thing but. too is like Nate is gonna do the pitter patter stuff, and Jake is gonna be like, oh, that's all he's got. And then he's going to get hit oh, with something yeah. real clean. And then it's going to be like, oh, wow. I didn't know yeah. it was that. You know what I mean? People don't realize but, that's what the Diaz brothers do is like they'll, they'll like go from like 30% to like 50%. Yeah. And then like as like you're like you're getting more and more tired and keep getting hit more and more, the, the, yeah. the power increases as they go. They don't start with the full power. They'll, they'll build to the full power. And then by the time – you're like by the time you're completely exhausted and you can't keep your hands up and you can't breathe and like your nose is broken, your eye sockets are broken, then now you're getting hit with their real shots and you get knocked onto your ass and now you got to deal with submissions or just getting. And not only game. that, you're tired and their cardio is can yeah. go for days. They're not going to so be that's tired. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. That's so. that's where it's going to be a big a big level up for for Jake. I just think yeah. if it, if he can last a decision. I think he will drop Nate probably multiple times, just like Connor. Like Connor dropped Nate like three times in a fight. Like Nate can get dropped. Don't mean he's gonna get knocked out, but Nate can get dropped, get up, stuff like that. So I think it's just gonna be hard to win the rounds. He would have to finish Jake. And he only probably let's say he has eight rounds to do it. So, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'll say this: the the least probable way that I thought the fight was going to win, outside of like potentially rigged judging, but like I don't think it was rigged judging, by the way, at all. I'm just no, saying, like, um, there's always a potential. Although I do think card. they were a little, I do think they were a little generous. I, I didn't necessarily agree with the scorecards the way that they yeah, happened, but I had it a little closer myself as well. But I still scored it for Jake. Like I don't, yeah. I don't disagree with the decision. But but that was one thing I was saying going into the fight. I was like, the one thing that's not going to happen is. And like, regardless of the judges' scorecards, I was like, "There's no way that Jake Paul could possibly beat Anderson in the in the legitimate decision," and right. he did. Like, he totally did. Um, so you got to give the kid massive credit. Like, I I've obviously been a fan of what he's been doing. I I have chosen him in, in like all these other fights that he's had. I decided Anderson was going to be too much with his experience and his his striking ability. Um, 
and Jake is, he's, he's game and he takes it seriously and he trains his ass off and he prepares and he's a professional, he's a, he's a professional boxer. Like people, people can, we can, can, can determine amongst themselves what level of that is. Um, yeah. you know, you can call it, you can call CM Punk professional MMA fighter. Cause he actually fought in the UFC. Like Jake Paul is absolutely as much of a professional boxer if not much, much, much more, you know, I mean, let's be honest, you know what I mean? Like there's, you know, like he's what Jake's doing is, is it has to be respected. And you're in this position, like we said, where it's, it's tough because if you're a, if you're a contender without a big name in boxing, Jake doesn't have a lot of incentive in fighting you because like, if he loses to like a guy with no name, that kills a lot of the hype that like the, 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 there's probably not even that much of a buzz around the fight itself. Cause it's not Jake against like a celebrity or someone he really has beef with it's him really trying to be a contender in boxing. It's a different thing. And I don't think it does as well. Um, well, and, and then let's say that he somehow pulls off an upset and beats one of those guys, right? There is going to be no promoter that will let him go, like let a top fighter go near him because then they don't want to have their fighter lose to Jake Paul. You know right. what I mean? It's too risky for the top fighter to fight him. Yeah. And it's too risky for him to fight someone that isn't a top fighter. So the so the sweet middle ground that he's carved for himself is fighting high level MMA uh, MMA fighters that are willing to box him. Yeah. I mean, and that's you know, I mean, that's just kind of the niche that he's carved for himself. And then if there's any other YouTubers like a KSI, um, or maybe some others that could potentially kind of rise the ranks that can make it interesting. Like I could see him fighting other influencers too. It's just, he's so far ahead of all of them right now. Like really the only person that'd be interesting outside KSI is interesting because he has the history of, of the fights with his brother, Logan and everything, of course, but like yeah, the biggest, the biggest fight, and we're going to wind up seeing in the WWE eventually. They'll eventually do Jake Paul versus Logan Paul, but it'll be in the WWE. Like, right. that'll be, you know. But if they were willing to actually box each other, that would be massive. Um, yeah. But uh, but outside of that, yeah, Jake's just got to... I, 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 I really wish that Nick could be free of his contract and they could do Nick and Logan Paul oh, and Jake yeah. Paul and Nate. I, I, yeah, yeah. It would be huge oh, i know that's like my that's literally like the coolest thing they could put on for me right now as like a combat sports fan i would and i mean it. it's like the streets versus like the like suburban life like it just everything about it. it's the most opposite attract fight like yeah i like just the storyline the build-up like i would love everything about that that whole thing i agree but yeah, shout out, congratulations, Jake Paul, once again. Uh, yep. if, you, if you want my immediate reactions to that, by the way, we did Fightful Fight Night for that. It's available on the main YouTube channel for Fightful. It was myself, Rob Wilkins, and um, and Carlos Toro, who covers boxing, like he's a cover boxing professionally for a long time and stuff. So it was a lot of. He thinks of, of Jake Paul. Huh? What does he think of Jake Paul? Um. He, he respects it you know he's probably he's not quite as high on him as like i am but like he really um he agrees that like he legitimately won the fight and everything like that you know he's we were both pretty shocked watching it as it was happening i mean like i once again even being a big kind of fan of what jake's done like 
it was still like as I was watching it happen, I was like, I can't believe he's holding his own against Anderson. Then I was like, I can't believe he like he might be beating Anderson. And I'm like, he just dropped yeah. Anderson. He's gonna win this yeah. fight. Like, yeah. you know, and and you know, just the the were the more and more respect was earned throughout all that, you know, and some it's very impressive. And it's a guy who doesn't even need to do any. I mean, depending on how you look at it, but you know, he didn't have to go this route, like you know. No. No, he already had a lot of money. He already was an influencer and had a lot of and, money. And I think that so. he's he's already surprised himself to the point to where like he's done more than he ever thought he could. Like it's easy to say now, like oh, sky's the limit and all, but like he didn't think he was gonna be that. He really didn't. no. I don't think anyone could have um, expected him to be this good. Um, What's funny is like the first fight was Ben Askren. Like, little did we know that, like, this kid could beat Anderson Silva and we're like, you're going to put him in there with Ben Askren, you know? Well, the first fight wasn't Ben Askren. The first time well, I know. Fight, it was Ben Askren. Oh, yeah. Like, that poor, that poor guy, that poor basketball oh, player. Oh, yeah. I, I think the commission wouldn't even sanction that that fight if they knew now what happened. Right, no. Well, the, for his first fight was Deji, who's fighting Floyd soon. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, his brother. You can't tell me that Floyd ain't broke, dude. There's just no way. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not 45, 46 or and, whatever in fighting these type of guys if yeah. you don't need money. And, like, listen, like, Deji is okay, but, like, he's not – like, like Jake now would knock Deji's, like, head into the crowd. Like, it wouldn't even be competitive. Dude, and I don't know if you watched that Ryzen fight with Floyd and that guy, but, yeah. like, Floyd Floyd was pretty slow, and, like, he was he was getting caught with some stuff. Like, he messes around with the wrong person. This thing could not go well. Like, and I'm not saying that his legacy – like, his legacy's intact. He is what he is. But he's old now, and he's just, he's not fast, and he's not like what he used to be. And so, like, he keeps taking these terrible fights with these people. Like, one day somebody's just going to catch him, you know? Yeah, well, and I think there's just a lot less interest now just from, like, the general public and kind of, like, who he is and what he's doing. Like, well, I, I mean, pretty much after the McGregor fight. Well, yeah, joke. Well, yeah, it was, like, joke. it was, like, the McGregor fight, and then, like, he did, like, that tension fight, I remember. And after that happened, I remember being, like, oh, this is, like, it's a complete cash grab now. Like, well, even I mean, the Logan Paul fight—that was an exhibition. Like, there wasn't well, even going to be a winner, you know. Like that—that that, it, it fight for real or don't fight, in my opinion. Like exhibitions are basically sparring matches that you've agreed not to knock each other out. Yeah. So that's probably a good a uh, good time to wrap the show up. Yes, sir. <sighs> All right, you know. Well, everybody enjoy uh, Dynamite. Should be a good show. Uh, hopefully, we have a little bit more of uh, the elite and kind of know where that's heading. Um, hopefully, Jericho's opponent is dope. And uh, like I said, there's this weekend, there's um, there's Crown Jewel. There's also Osprey and Naito to check out. Uh, so those are definitely things you want to look into. And then uh, we'll be back next week. Yep. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, follow me on Fight Talk, or sorry, at Fight Talk underscore. Use code Fight Talk on independentwrestling.tv. Check out the spotlight every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on youtube.com slash Fightful. Myself and Jeremy Lambert. This week, our special guest interview is Cassidy Haynes, who runs Bodyslam.net, who was also my roommate during Jeremy's wedding weekend. So 
Um, that's a fun conversation that you're going to hear on Thursday morning, and we're going to talk about the whole world of wrestling. I'll give you more thoughts on my time at Battle Slam and a whole bunch of other stuff. We have a new IWTV champion, Cruel, uh, dethroned AC Mac. Got a lot to say about that. So we'll be talking about a lot of wrestling on Thursday. Check it out and uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check out the Spotlight, or sorry, check out uh, The Weekender. That's every Sunday or Monday, depending on if I'm at a show on Sunday. Um, sometimes I have to do it on, do it on Mondays. Um, but yeah, so check that out, FightfulSelect.com. And Skull Vikings, very, very happy with what I'm seeing out of my Vikings. I know Doug, very happy with his Cowboys. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, make sure to buy things on the eBay store down below, description below. Thank you very much for the sponsorship. Buy things on the eBay store. We really, really appreciate it. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. That's and we, we will uh, catch you guys next week. I got to get the graphic of a front to pull up the, the outro. All right, y'all. Um, see you next week. Same time, same place. Hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button, leave likes, comments, subscriptions, all the good stuff. We appreciate it. Till next, uh, till next week, uh, same time, same place, Tuesday night, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on the RVD Keter Flight YouTube channel. I'm Steven, that's Doug. We'll see you next time. Skull Vikings. Go Cowboys. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.